Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for January 13th, 2020. So I'm teaching a series entitled Great Freedom for the whole year, right? But right now I'm flowing in this vein of a new dimension of God's glory. I'm getting this from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 7 through 18. We read this passage a couple of messages ago. Let's go back to it again today. The title of today's morning, uh, message for this morning, this Monday morning, is A Never-Ending Agreement. You and I, once we're in Christ, Christ is in us. We have this never-ending agreement. We are under the new covenant, and today we're going to get, a, a hopefully, a better understanding of what that means and how it applies to us on a daily basis. So 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 7 through 18, this is what the Bible says. The Apostle Paul is writing under the unction of the Holy Spirit, and he says this. The old agreement that brought death was written with words on stone, and it came with a certain level of God's glory. In fact, the face of Moses was so bright, and although this glory was a glory that was fading away, that the people of Israel could not continue to look at his face. So surely there's a new agreement, and this new agreement comes from a life-giving spirit, and it has even more glory. This is what I mean. He says, that old agreement judged people guilty of sin, but it had glory. So surely the new agreement that comes to make people right with God has a much greater glory. That old agreement had glory, but it really loses its glory in comparison to the much greater glory of the new covenant or the new agreement. If the agreement that was brought to an end had glory, then the agreement that never ends has a much greater glory. So we are sure of this hope and we speak about it openly. We are not like Moses who put a covering over his face. He covered his face so that the people of Israel could not see it. They, he didn't want them to see that the glory was disappearing, that it, it was coming to an end. Um, let me drop down to verse 17. The Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is a tremendous freedom. And our faces now, New Covenant, New Testament, are not covered. So we are able to show everyone the Lord's glory. And watch this, we are being changed to be like him. And this change in us brings us more and more glory, which comes from the Lord, which is the Holy Spirit. So um, what does this mean to you today? There's a few things that I want to focus in on today. Um, I actually have three things to share with you on this morning, and I'm going to focus in on verse 9 and also uh, verse 11. So I'm going to focus in on verse 9 and verse 11, and I have three things to share with you. So I know, look, it's Monday morning. You got, I'm sure you have a lot of things going on. So this is just a few minutes now. I want you to rid yourself, rid your mind of all distractions, focus in, lock in, tune in to what God is saying through me for these next few minutes. Three things. Number one, here we go. The new agreement or the new covenant makes you right with God. And th you really got to get, this is part of the, the gospel. You got to get this down in your heart. Second Corinthians 3 and 9 says, this is what I mean. That old agreement, judge people guilty of sin. And although it had glory, there's a new agreement that makes people right with God that has a much greater glory. What I'm focusing in on, it says the old agreement judged people guilty of sin. The new agreement makes people right with God. So let me make sure that we understand the differences between the two. The old covenant or the old agreement introduced the rules, right? The 10 commandments, the, the rules. And once humans had rules to break, then we were quick to break them. In this way, Paul says that the old agreement 
made people guilty of sin. It, let me say it this way. You have children. You give your children rules. They are going to break those rules. The only way for your children not to break rules is for you not to give them rules. But if you give them rules, they are going to break them, right? So in this way, the rules cannot make us right. The rules can only show us how wrong we were. So the purpose of the old agreement was not to make us right. The purpose of the old agreement was to show us that we needed a savior. And that savior came and his name is Jesus. And because of Jesus, now we have been ushered into a brand new agreement. Paul tells us that this new agreement makes us right with God. Now, we are not right because of what we do. We are not right because of what we fail to do. We are only right because of what Jesus did. So in the same letter, Paul said it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he says, 5 and 21, for God made the only one who did not know sin, talking about Jesus, to become sin for us. Why, Paul? He went on to say, so that we who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of God through our union with him. So God took a man, Jesus, who was completely righteous and there was no sin on him. And then God took us who we were sinners and there was no righteousness on us and said that when we have a union one with another, there's this great exchange to where God takes our sin and puts it on Jesus and God takes his righteousness and puts it on us. And that is the gospel. We have been declared right. We have been made right because of Jesus. So this year I'm teaching on freedom. And one of the main things that we as followers of Jesus must become free from is the pressure to perform. Performance-based religion puts the emphasis on you and, and, and what you do instead of on Jesus and what he has already done. So let me just get personal for a minute. I was raised in a church that focused on performance-based religion. So I spent the first 23 years of my life trying to get to the point where I felt like I was right with God. I was taught that my righteousness was based on my works, my human effort, my ability. So I spent my life trying to do everything right in my power and my strength, right? So this, of course, was a futile effort. If I could earn my righteousness, then Jesus would not have had to die. I could never be perfect, but Jesus was perfect for me. I could never be righteous in and of myself, but Jesus was righteous for me. And then the text says that basically that Jesus's righteousness was imputed to me. What does that word imputed mean, Rick? Well, the word imputed means attributed to or assigned to. So Jesus's righteousness has been attributed to me or assigned to me when I came into union with him. So when I accept that Jesus is Lord, I am now righteous. I'm righteous because of Jesus. I am now free from the pressure to perform and I can simply accept the righteousness provided to me through Jesus Christ, my Lord. And I pray that you come to the same realization so that you could be free from religious activity and free from the pressure to perform. Now, this is basic, but you got to get this down in your heart. Number two, the new agreement or this new covenant, this one will never end. And this is also very important. 2 Corinthians 3 and 11 says, if the agreement that was brought to an end came with glory, then this agreement that never ends has a much greater glory. So Paul says that this old agreement was brought to an end. The Bible says the old agreement was brought to an end. The writer of Hebrews said it this way in Hebrews 8 and 13. That writer of Hebrews is talking about the new agreement. 
and says, by calling this one new, he has made, God has made the first one obsolete. So the, the Bible says that by calling this agreement that we have in Jesus new, God has made the first one, the old one, obsolete. That's it. So honestly, it's upsetting to me. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's upsetting to me that I spent the first 23 years of my life growing up in a church that was basically teaching me to live under a system that was obsolete before I was born. <laughs> That's crazy. As a child, no one ever taught me the differences between the old agreement and the new agreement. No one ever taught me that I was under this new covenant and so that there, there that there's this new freedom that I'm supposed to walk in. So, so this new agreement that we have in Christ Jesus that was actually ratified in his own blood is a liberating agreement. It's a liberating covenant. There is a tremendous freedom that comes when you fully embrace everything Jesus died to usher you into. You have been declared righteous. You are the righteousness of God by faith. You are righteous because of what Jesus did. If you're born again, now you're not only that, but you are filled with the Holy Spirit. You have the same Holy Spirit Jesus had, and you are called according to your individual, unique, tailor-made, divine assignment. You are truly free to be the man or the woman that God has called and destined, designed, and desires for you to be. And watch this, I get a great reassurance from knowing that this agreement or this covenant will never end. So while the first one was, was superseded, the Bible tells us that this one is never going to come to an end. And I bring this up because sometimes at work or in business, you have an agreement and you like that agreement and you like the benefits and you're happy about it. And then at some point they change the rules on you and they change the agreement or they say, hey, it's come to an end or you get a new, new leadership and they say, well, we're going to make some changes. And now the agreement that you had has been changed. But let me tell you that this agreement, the Bible tells us, is never going to change. It is going to be the same for eternity. And and that, my friends, is good news. You are, you are under this new agreement, and this new agreement will never come to an end. So number three, and finally. So you're like, okay, well, Rick, what do I do now with this information as I head into my day, as I head into my week? Number three, when you are in Christ and you know that you're right with God, you have no fear of losing that righteousness, you can be free. When you know that you have been declared the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and you know that you have an agreement that will never come to an end, you can enter into God's rest. You can be at peace. At this point, you're no longer living your life trying to earn God's righteousness. You are at peace. And you also have a supernatural peace because you know that even if you do make a mistake, even if you do sin, or let me say it this way, when you do sin, uh, so you're going to make a mistake at some point, but even when you do make a mistake, and the devil tells you that you've disqualified yourself from your purpose, you've disqualified yourself from the blessing, you've disqualified yourself from the assignment, you can tell the devil, hold on, I can't disqualify myself from something I never qualified for in the first place. Jesus qualified for me. So now you can, you're free to simply embrace the grace to be the man, the woman that God has called you to be. You can live every day being led of the Holy Spirit in all things. You can live every day with no pressure to perform, and now you are free. And this is the way that we're supposed to live. This, my friends, is the gospel, and it is good news. Let's, let's uh, close out this message with a declaration of faith. I want you to speak this over your life and head into this week. Say, Father, I am free. I am in Christ. Christ is in me. I know that my sin 
was placed on Jesus. And Jesus' righteousness was placed on me. I am the righteousness of God by faith. Not my performance. I don't take on any pressure to perform. I am free from religion and religious activity. I am forgiven of sin. I am covered with the blood of Jesus. I am filled with your precious Holy Spirit. I am called by your name. And I am living my life in pursuit of my purpose. I can do all things by your grace and for your glory. And this agreement will never be changed. That is good news. I am free. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button. Click on that, put in your email address, and you'll get all my notes in your email inbox for free. Listen, it's a Monday morning. I'm sure you got a busy week. So do I. Head into this day knowing that you have a new agreement, that this agreement is not coming to an end, that you can receive everything that Jesus is, that everything that Jesus is has now been attributed to you and to your account, and that is truly liberating. So enter into this day and this week free. Do me a favor. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you, and God loves you more. Have an amazing day and an amazing week, and I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. God bless you.